Well, today's message is called Living God's Word and Sharing God's Love. And I got to thinking when we were praying about this this week, that I don't care what type of training you're doing, there's always a priority on building blocks, on foundational things. That doesn't mean it's too simple or anything like that. If you go and you, you watch football, those guys always go back to the basics. If we do scouting, they, they have a good foundation in the basics. And studying the Word of God is, is no different. So we always want to look and, and periodically take a good look at our foundation. And if there's areas in our life that we need to shore up with the Word of God, that's what we need to do. So today is one of those days we're going to look at that. And I want to really hit on three things that I want to pull out. There's many uh, that we're going to unpack, but three things if you look at your handout. We're going to talk about reading the Word, sharing the Word, and living the Word of God. The practical application of that and just talk about how God uses that in an amazing way. And as I was working last night on this, I thought about, you know, that we live here in Bacosa and we see a lot of storms, right? I get a good amen there. And, uh, you know, you go to a lot of folks' house, a lot of people that are here live on the water. And you see that they have the bulkhead fit up there. If you don't know what a bulkhead is, it's, it's where they got some, some crushed run or some, some cement and concrete to, to kind of buffet the land from the water. And I thought about that and I said, you know, God, just give me a little illustration of that in our life. Because when those storms come up, they want to erode away in the natural, right? When the storms come up, they want to erode away that property, you know? They want to take more land away. They want to take more ground away. And God showed me, he said, that's exactly how the enemy wants to work in your life. He wants to try to gain access so he can take life away from you. But we know God is life. So we need to fill up on the word of God at every opportunity. Amen. So we're going to build a bulkhead of Jesus today. All right. Through the word of God. But you think about that storm after storm, wave after wave. When that wave's coming up against that bulkhead, crashing against that. Boom, boom. It takes a beating, doesn't it? Even when it's not a big storm. Because it's, it's in the water. Just like we're in the world. Each day we have a lot of things in our life. That come, come against us. And we have to make a decision. Are we going to use God's word. As our, our filter. And our, and our standard uh, compass. In our life. Or are we going to just do. What we want to do. And, and, and say well you know. Uh, it really doesn't have a priority in my life. See I pray that today. As we talk about these things. We, we check ourselves. Is God's word the priority in our life. Amen. So I want to go ahead and jump in on this. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Talking about God's word. Now, God's word is amazing, as we know. Everybody said amen, right? Who's the word of God? Jesus, right? God's word is alive. It's powerful, unchanging, yet transforming the heart of the believer, right? Now, it will transform the heart of the unbeliever to bring them into salvation. But I'm primarily talking to everyone that has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Not limited to, but I'm kind of talking to, to the church. When I say the church, people that have put their faith and trust in the Lord. All right? So we know that God's word is alive. We know that it's God's love letter to us. It's his instruction manual. It tells us who God is. It tells us who we are and who we are created to be. It tells us why we're alive. I talk to a lot of folks and they go, I just don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand this and that. You know what? When we start reading the word of God and allowing God by the Holy Spirit to illuminate his word in our life, things start to change. That's the transformation. That's why we need to be in the word of God. So it also tells us about sin, right? And it tells us that the best part of the whole thing is this, that Jesus loves us and he came to redeem us, right? And we're going to be talking more about that. Now, I just had a question that's popped in my mind. Last week, what did we do? We celebrated Resurrection Weekend. Now, how have you carried that message in your heart this week? 
Is that, well, we're good until next year? Or is it, man, is that still alive in your heart? It should be every day. And that just popped in my mind because that's what we're really talking about, living the Word of God, sharing the Word of God, and being uh, connected to Christ. So, you know, also as we look at this, I want you to take a look at this scripture. I always give you your word anchors, okay? And we're going to start out with Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the Word of God is living and active. God's Word's not boring. God's Word's not dead. You know, it has the same power, same impact that it did when it was spoken for 2,000 years ago or even more. All right? That isn't, there's no expiration date on your Bible. Take a close look. Now, as, now, sausage and everything else like that, it might be, but not on God's Word. Amen? So let, let me take, be free, feel free to eat of that Word all the time. And it goes on to say, it says, And sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. See, that's what I thought was so amazing when I started looking at this. That when we have a problem, we need to go to the problem solver. We need to go to the handbook. No matter what you're dealing with in life, you can find instruction, correction, and encouragement or whatever we need in the Word of God. And now I want to tell you something. Guys, let's huddle up, man. This is what's going on. I'm talking to us. I'm talking to us. We need to be reading the Word on our own. And we can still study the word corporately, okay? We're going to talk more about that. See, because we're getting to a point when we talk about having our anniversary for two years, we, we should be growing a little bit. And my question so many times is, how is your relationship with the Lord now since maybe last year or last month? Are we pursuing God? Is God showing us things in our life? Are we having a better understanding of God's word? Is God having his way in our life? Is he the priority in our decision making, in our child rearing, in our business deals, in every aspect? How does the Bible set the course in your life, okay? So now, when I started thinking about this, and it says, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. There is no other book ever written that will do that. It's the living word of God. That's why I always encourage you to bring your Bibles with you. Some people say, well, buddy, you always put it up on the wall. I try to put as much as I can up on the wall. Absolutely. But God is constantly speaking to us. I believe that. And if God wants to, to, to speak to your heart and tell you to go to a, a chapter or verse while we're here, you know, it's good to have that. Because I want to make sure you have every opportunity to grow in your relationship with Christ. So read your Bibles, bring your Bibles, and dig into your Bibles, all right? So let's go on down to the next one here. God's Word is our map to God's will for our lives. See, a lot of times we don't understand what God's will is because we're not reading God's Word. God is never separated from His Word. If you want to know what God thinks about it, read the Word of God, right? So often we want to manipulate the Word of God to our benefit. That's why we got to look at things in context. Who are they speaking to? I'll give you just some little things what, what I do when I'm looking at What was the setting? What was going on? Who was he speaking to? How does that uh, affect what's going on now? What was the meaning of that? You know? And a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of times we use different translations. King James, New Living. And, I, and the next slide, I actually pull out a couple of them just to, to bring in the richness of God's word. But whatever you're doing, realize this. That God's word is the map for God's will in your life. That's so important. Young folks, so important. Everybody, mature folks, it's important to know. And it's important to build those foundations. We need to check our bulkhead occasionally. Because the storms of the world and the waves of the world 
continue to pound us. But I'm going to tell you, we can have victory, right? Because Jesus is still in our boat, right? Amen? He's the anchor of our soul. Right, let's keep on rolling. Now, I want us to be more than just a casual reader of the Word. We need to be a student of the Word. Everybody say student of the Word. All right, we're going to say why, all right? Now, let's take a look at the Scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life. Got real quiet there, didn't it? It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Now, I want to take a little reading here that I had some notes and I don't want to miss anything that God was showing me. I want you to just have that as a backdrop. See, taking God... Word for spiritual food is that that's how we feed our spirit. Now, I haven't missed many meals, but I tell you what, when I start cutting back on things, my body feels it. It feels it, right? And you know, if you work a little bit longer and you don't get to, to feed at the same time you normally do, you can kind of feel that, right? What do you think happens, spiritually speaking, if you're not feeding on the Word of God? Same thing. How important is that? How important is it for us to feed? Are our spirits. It's just as important as us eating physical food, if not more important. Amen? So when you say, well, I don't read my Bible much. Well, guess what? You're starving your soul. You're starving your soul. So when, when, things, when that wave comes up against the bulkhead, when those troubles come up against your life, you're, you're spiritually weak to a certain degree. You see what I'm saying? Because you haven't fed on that. Nobody I know would take off and say, well, you know what? I'm going to do this big marathon, but I haven't studied for it. I haven't, uh, you know, practiced for it. Hadn't gotten shape. You know, just like the things that we deal with in life, we need to be uh, students of the word of God and studying that. So I thought about this. There's really no reason for us to not have a Bible. First off, what? You can get online and get a Bible from about anywhere downloaded something. They're usually free online. Right? You can do that. If you need a Bible, we have Bibles. We'll make sure that you get a Bible, okay? You can go to the dollar store. They got big print, large print, small print, medium print. They got everything. So you know what? We have no excuse for not reading the Word of God. Is it a priority in our life? Now, I tell you, occasionally, this is the last couple of weeks, we had problems with our Internet. And it was amazing how many times I would go check email and things like that, and it wasn't working. And then I've got to think about how much time do I actually spend there when I could be spending with God? Do I equally share that time? Do I spend as much time in God's Word as it, that I do reading uh, emails? Think about that. Do I spend enough the same amount of time that I do on in God's Word that I do on Facebook? Or whatever it may be, playing my guitar, whatever it is. I'm trying to look at this and say, what is the priority? God's word in our life. It needs to be first. Amen. So I believe one of the reasons is that we don't see so much of that when we talk to folks is that we've lost the reverence for who God is. Amen. We've lost a reverence for the power of God's word. We've lost a reverence for who we are in Christ. We settle. When I'm counseling people that uh, want to get married, I always say, don't settle. Don't settle. Where is God in your life? How is, how is uh, what you're going to build your foundation on? Is it the word of God? How will you raise your children? Is it going to be based on the word of God? And you know, even the, how will you do your finances? Whatever it is, is it going to be based out of a biblical perspective? And sometimes people look at me and they go, well, we haven't thought about that. See, because it is. 
Can you say that? Love. <laughs> they in love, right? They ain't got to the other part. They ain't got to the, the to the uh, you know the, the the babies and the, and the, all these other things and the, and the difficult times. That's love when you make it through that. And I'm going to just tell you, like I always tell myself, look, the reason I'm sharing this with you because I want the best for you, and the best is to give you a strong foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they go, oh, but you know what? That can start today. We can make those adjustments today. All right? Now, I want, to be, I want to take my time on this here because we talk about this every week and I don't want to throw you a curve. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, an approved, uh, an approved worker. All right? Now look at this. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, and this is King James Version here. It says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. All right? I just want to take time here. We are justified by the blood of Christ. Amen? This doesn't, we don't, oh, I'm smart enough to, 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 to be saved. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, everybody with me? We are talking in the context of studying the word of God. Right? Studying the word of God. I thought about this. Too. Let me read this next one. I'll go into a little something here. Now, the New Living Translation that I use a lot says this. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker. One who does not need to be ashamed. And who correctly explains the word of truth. Okay. Now, you think about your kids. If you got kids or, or aunts and uncles that, that you have nephews and nieces. Think about this. I'm going to start with kids. When your kids grow up, you love them whether they're disobedient. Whether they get a hundred on their spelling test. Or whatever. You love them. They're your babies. There's your blood, right? Now, as they go and grow and mature, you can entrust them with other things. Alright? I wouldn't put a 12-year-old out there driving a vehicle. Still love them all the same. Still has all the rights, okay? And this is what I'm trying to draw a parallel here about studying work. But as they mature, right, in their understanding, then there, there's other privileges that are unlocked that we can, we can grow, right? We can grow in that relationship. So what I want us to understand, that works the same way with us in, in our walk with Christ. When we give our life to the Lord, we are sealed and we are secure and you are His, okay? But guess what? God wants to use your life. So if he's going to use your life, you need to fill up on him so that you can pour it out on others. That's why reading the word is so important. Amen. So we need to take time in preparing our hearts and studying the word of God. Great place to say you're all invited on Tuesday. It's a small group. We're actually starting a new series. And, we're, and this has been really cool. We've been doing a DVD set. And it's walking as Jesus walked. And so we're going to be able to see some really cool things. If you're like me, I like seeing things. Um, you know, on the screen, because I don't believe anytime soon I'm going to be able to visit Israel or some of the other places. But uh, you know what? It gives us an opportunity to, to, to tie it all in. So you're all invited. Amen. At 7 o'clock on Tuesdays. Right here. All right. Now let's get on into this. Reading the Word. That was just, that was just setting the stage, okay? Anybody doing good? Say amen. All right. All right. This is how this started. Reading the Word of God builds us up. Reading the Word of God builds us up. Now, you think you're feeling down and a little uh, worn out? Have you been reading the Word of God? Now, don't just read it to just check the box, but read it with your heart. Take a look at this. We were talking about setting the stage and the foundation. Psalm 119, 105 affirms this. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, a lot of times we're stumbling because we don't have the light of God's Word in our heart to illuminate where we're going. You with me? All right. Well, let's take a look what God, reading the Word of God, does for us. And this is just a few things I pulled out. It gives us hope in the future. Now, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be nailing this in with the Word of God, okay? 
Jeremiah 29, 11. I want to read that to you, right? It gives us a hope and a future. The Bible says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. See, if we don't know the word of God, we think he's against us sometimes. Why is God doing this to me? God is for you. I spend so much time sharing that with people. Why did God do this to me? Why did it? You know what? God is for you. You know, the Bible talks about all good gifts are from God. You know, so we need to understand that our heavenly father is for us. If you ever have any doubt about that, look to the cross. Look to the cross. You think, well, nobody loves me. Nobody cares. Man, let me tell you what. The one who created you thinks you are amazing. And he says, you know what? I came to give you a hope and a future. Let's keep it rolling here. Reading the word of God gives us wisdom and understanding. Now, that's Proverbs 2, 6. I'd like to read that for you. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. See, understanding is a gift from God. Now, listen to this. You can go to the library right here in town and look at all the books. And there's a lot of knowledge in there. But it doesn't become wisdom until you have a practical application of it. There's a lot of wisdom and knowledge and love and everything you can think of in God's word. But for that to transfer into your life, you need to spend time in it, reading it, not only for yourself, but you know what? It's going to impact other lives around you, your family, your relationships, your work, everything. Because you know what? Like we talked a few weeks ago, we start getting the view of God instead of view of guys. You know, God said, well, you know what? I'm bigger and stronger. We'll just do it my way. That's not what the Bible talks about, right? Because we know that we need to wrap this thing in love. Let's keep rolling here. It gives us peace. How many love peace? You really understand how awesome peace is when you don't have any. If there's things in your life that are just disjointed and their family is disjointed, things like that, you're praying for peace, man. You're praying for peace. Peace is an amazing gift. From God. Now let me give you some scripture with that. Philippians 4, 7 says this. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now we know we got to renew our mind with the word of God, right? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, it says in Romans, right? So we need to spend time. I'm just building the case over and over and over. Give you, give you ah, just some really good, what I want to say, anchors to understand how powerful the word of God is. Amen? All right. It gives us purpose and responsibility. 2 Corinthians 5, 5. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. A lot of times we feel like we, we just don't have much self-worth. God says you're worth it all. God says you're worth his son dying on the cross, right? And then he gives a deposit of the spirit of God into your life so that you can be secure in him. You can grow in him and you can continue to share his love, right? So that's what I wanted to get to on this here. We are responsible for sharing God's word, right? But with responsibility comes what? Accountability. With responsibility comes accountability. I remember this when I was little. I said, man, I just want my own business because I won't have to work hard. And I didn't mind working hard. See, I was going to work hard to get to this spot, you know, whatever it was. And this is when I was very young. And I said, man, I can't wait. I'm going to own my own business. Everybody knows I wanted a hot dog stand, right? I say that all the time. And I thought, man, I'll get that. I'll be set. I'll play a little guitar. People will eat. Everybody will be happy and everything else. But you know what? How does that tie in is this. There's responsibility and accountability. Whatever you're doing, as you grow in, in uh, the opportunities that God's given you, 
Let me tell you, they just don't give you money because you're a nice guy. They don't just give you responsibility because you're a nice guy. It's because you're responsible and there's accountability. See, well, I got a friend of mine that's got a business and, and when he makes a decision, it affects like 50 people like that and their families. And he takes it very serious, right? So he's praying about it. He's thinking about it. You know, and a lot of times they don't realize it. Just like, well, it's just a bottle of water over there. It shouldn't matter. What's the big deal? Well, you know what? If you got 50 people with a bottle of water, that adds up. So you got to look at the big picture. I'm telling you today, we need to look at the big pictures of saving souls and sharing Jesus Christ, right? With the world. Amen. So we talked about the Great Commission. I want to transition into that. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19. I want to read it to you again just to keep it fresh in your heart. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I command in you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That tells me that I'm not alone in that. And I'm telling you what, that's not the great suggestion. That's the great commission. God commands us to do that. That's why each week we give people the opportunity to respond, right? So I'm going to write down a few things, uh, share a few things that I, I had on my, my handout. If you got your notes, I uh, hope that you're writing a few things that God's showing you down. But reading the Word of God, this is what I thought about. God captures our heart through the reading of His Word. He captures our heart through the reading of, our, of His Word. See, it's alive. It's, it's, it's His love letter to us. His Word whispers to our spirit which way to go. We need direction. We need to seek out the Word of God. All right? So that's what I want you to hear today. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. So now we're going to talk about sharing the word. What does it do when we share the word? Sharing the word of God builds others up. If we want to encourage others, we need to share the word of God. Take a look. When we encourage others, we encourage others when we share the truth of God's word. This is the big part. I should have underlined it. In love. What happens sometimes, people get church bruised. I'll tell you what I believe church bruise is. They get wounded in church. Somebody says something to them and they take it to heart. And man, it, it hurts. All right. But if we're sharing the truth of God's word in love, that should never happen. Should never happen. You know, if, if there's an area in your life and, and we're talking about that, we need to look at God's perspective on that. Pray about it and seek the Lord in that and ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to lead God and direct us in the next steps to take. But we want to be encouraging. We want to do it in love. Remember, everything God does is wrapped in love. We are glorifying God when we are proclaiming his greatness. And we talk about this all the time. Me and my mother-in-law talk about this a lot. Testimonies. Testimonies. Sharing what God's done in your life. What he's done this week. There's always a time for testimonies. Okay? If that's something you want to share, um, just get with me and we'll, we'll talk about it. And we'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. a matter of fact, we're thinking about when we do the picnic. We're going to do a day of worship. Do a little bit of uh, maybe just a short devotion. Maybe some testimonies. We're just going to have a real family time. Okay? So if there's things that God's been working in your life that are amazing and you want to give him credit for it. Because we know we should. Get with me and we'll talk about that. We'll share that. Okay? Very good. Sharing God's word produces faith and unity among believers. When we have that oneness of Christ, it produces peace. It produces power, right? And it produces unity. See, that's why it's good that we're all on the same sheet. That's why I go back to the basics every now and then. So if they say, well, what do they believe where you're at? 
I want you to be able to give account and say, you know what? We believe the word is the inspired word of God. We believe that there's only one way to heaven. It's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We believe that God's grace is greater than all our sin. We believe there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Amen. We know that it's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. In other words, if you want to sum it up, we know it's all about Jesus, right? That'll, that'll, that'll bring them around and go, it is. Yeah, well, come on. We got room for you. We got room for you all the time. It brings peace and power, like I said, into the life of the believer. But I'm going to tell you what, as you walk things out and people see you go through some tough times, they're going to say, how is he going through that? How is she going through that? And it's a great time that you can give your testimony of what God's doing for you. See, when we're going through the storm, that's when we got to hold on tight to Jesus. That's when we need to read the word. That's when we need to say, hey, you know what? For me, I'm not afraid. So you feel, feel, feel free to pray for me. Right? See, a lot of times, well, I don't want to get in you know what? If we're together as a family and we got unity and stuff, when one hurts, we all hurt. So when we come together, we need to be lifting one another up. I'm not talking about putting stuff on the 6 o'clock news. I'm talking about if there's a need and, and somebody brings it to you, let's pray about it and, and agree corporately to watch God move in a mighty way. To bring healing. To bring forgiveness. To bring restoration. That's the God we serve. Amen? Amen. Now look at this. Why is it so important that, that we, we finish this slide with this? Proverbs 27, 17 says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Man, I tell you, I love sharing the word of God, but I love sharing the word of God with my friends. And I don't always have to be the one talking. I get a lot out of conversations when I'm talking to my friends. And they say, hey, what do you think about this? You know, and I said, well, what do you think about this? And they say, well, you remember, you know, back in the Bible when God said this and that and pull that out. Man, I'm going to tell you, that's iron sharpening iron. See, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to share what God's doing in your life. You just need to be available. Amen? That's what I love about the Lord. Everything's level at the cross, right? Amen. So we're breaking up speed here. Living the word. Are we living the word? Living the word of God lifts him up. It lifts the Lord up. Now I want to take a little time with this. John 12, 32. I'm going to read that and then I'm going to unpack it a little bit. It says, and when I am lifted up. From the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. That's what Jesus says in John 10, uh, John 12, 32. I want to make sure it's in the right context, right? He was talking about his death, burial, resurrection, right? But I'm telling you, when we look through this, like when we reflect back on what was going on last week as we celebrate Resurrection Day, we're lifting God up when we proclaim that. You see, we're glorifying God when we say, this is what we believe. This is the one we follow. I'm a Christ follower. See, a lot of people say, well, are you Baptist? Are you this? Are you that? Or all that? I said, man, I'm a Jesus preacher. I'm a Jesus preacher. Because when we get to heaven, I have never read anything in that book. His word, his living word, the Bible that says, Catholics go to the left, Protestants to the front, the Baptists are over here. It's all the same in his family when it's about the blood of Jesus being what purchased us, okay? So, so we don't have to get into all, all this different doctrine and stuff and everything else. I said, well, you know what? You want good theology? Jesus. Jesus is perfect theology. I don't have to debate. I don't have to turn this. I don't have to ask you about what this is or that is. Let's go to the Word. So you know what? We need to be living the Word, right? So we want to be pointing praise to Christ. Pointing praise to Christ shows our love and reverence for Him. See, what we do is when we're praising God, guess what? It, put, it puts us in right, the great proximity to hear from God, to be used by God, Right? To be that avenue that God can bless somebody else. But you know what usually happens is you get blessed in the middle. Especially if it's the right motive, right? 
You just say, hey, you know, I want to help out here. I want to do this here, wherever the case may be. And God, being a loving God that he is, it gets on you too. Because he is not short on resources. Amen? Never is he short. So you know what, friends? We're going to bring this thing to a close. And today I want you to think about this. The title of the sermon was Living God's Word and Sharing God's Love. And like I said, with everything we do in life, it's good to go back to the foundations and show them up. It's good to go back and make sure, you know what, that we are right where God wants us to be. Are we growing? So today I want to ask you a few things here. How do you reflect your Heavenly Father? You notice I said your Heavenly Father. If you're here and you're a believer today, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ... He is your provider. He is your refuge. He is your safe place. So you need to understand that we need to be reflecting Him. When people look at your life, how do we reflect Him? Do they say, hey, you know what? Those folks right there, they're not perfect. But you know what? They keep getting up and they keep looking to the Lord for answers. That's what I pray that people see in our lives. Let me tell you, I fail miserably. From time to time. But you know what I know? That the word says that I can come back. And I can start again. Because the blood that Jesus Christ shared for me and for you is available, right? And that's what he did. He made a way for my restoration, your restoration. And it's all about him. And so that's how I pray that I'm living out my life. Got a, got a, got a really tough phone call this week uh, at work. Really, man? I was like, what? What? And a friend of ours... Who was living the word woke up dead. Young guy. I didn't think he was that old. 52 years old, right, Mother? 52 years old. But you know what's so, so great about what he left behind? He left a legacy. He left a legacy. You know, even when I was rocking and rolling, he was an electrician. He was still walking with the Lord. He was loving me where I was at, fixing my stuff. I'd break stuff every weekend. He'd fix it up. And he'd talk about his family. He'd talk about what God was doing. He was another spoke in a wheel for me coming to Christ. So, you know, as much as we miss those folks, you know you want to see them again. But, man, that's a big finish. Only in 52 years, right? Impacted many, many families. Coaching, doing, all these things. So, you know what? As, as, as hard as my heart hurts in those areas, I celebrate the time. That I got to see somebody live in the word of God. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's the legacy I'm going to leave. When I leave here, I want to say, you know what? He wasn't perfect. But you know what? He was, he was putting the word out there. You know what? I seen him fall on a stone, but he dusted himself off and kept preaching and teaching the word. You know what? That's what God wants us to do. Just keep on trucking. He didn't call us to be perfect. Jesus was perfect. He wants us to receive his perfection in Christ. Amen. So that's what I want to say today. This is not here to beat you up. It's here to shore you up, to encourage you, okay? What course correction is he showing you today? What I mean by that is, what do we need to make the adjustments in our life? To be hearing from God the way we're supposed to. Is it reading the word? Is it sharing his word? Is it living his word? You can start fresh today. You can start fresh today. And this is how this whole message started. Every morning, five days a week, before I get out of bed, I'm praying. And I ask the Lord to give me a word that will encourage folks. And I use 
my phone and put it out on a Facebook thing. I was never big on a Facebook thing, but you know what it, You know what I think is cool about it? I can push one button and I can tell 1,143 people about Jesus because that's what I use it for. That's what I use it for, to lift up the Lord. And as I was praying, the Lord showed me this. He said, reading the Word of God builds you up. Sharing the Word of God builds others up. And living the Word of God lifts me up. And I just kept, I couldn't shake that. And so as this week, as I was praying, every time I would spend time with the Lord, he'd bring me back to what he showed me in the middle of the week. I said, you know what, Lord, we're going to go back to the basics. We're going to go back and look at your word. And we're going to shore up those foundations. And we're going to pass it on. We're going to train up our children in the word. We're going to train up our staff in the word. We're going to train one another up in the word of God. Because ultimately, the power of the Holy Spirit is what is teaching us, illuminating our path. So that we can be a mirror of Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you guys to close your eyes and open your hearts. And uh, I just thank you for today. And I thank you so much um, for giving me the privilege of, of allowing me to, to teach and preach the word of God here. That is a privilege. And there's a lot of accountability. But I'm going to tell you what. Through the grace of God, we're going to grow each week. Each week. But there's something you can do. You can feed on the word for yourself each day. Because we want you to grow in every promise of God to the fullest and share that with the world. So if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you the pieces of the puzzle. Here it is. You know what? Christ died on that cross to redeem us. Our sin separates us from an awesome and powerful holy God. And if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can do that today. The Bible tells us, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If that's you today and that's your prayer, claim that right here and right now. If you're here today, you say, buddy, I've done that. I think that's wonderful. But I need to grow and I need to shore up my foundation. There's things in my life I need to let go and things I need to start over and everything else. Today, listen, today is the day. This message is for you, for me, for everybody in the hearing of this on the internet or, or whether it's on their smartphone. Hear what I say. Leave it all behind. And come to the saving grace of God. And ask God to just restore you right where you are. You can't do it on your own. He's already done it. But receive it by faith. Simply say, Lord, I'm having trouble in this area. And I cannot do it without you. Please help me in this area. And I'm going to tell you that God's grace will come and flood your heart and strengthen you in these areas. Because God paid the price so that you could be free. Amen. So as we're here today, I pray that each one that sits here today understands the grace of God, the freedom of God. But I want you to also to understand the price that God paid. It cost his very, his very best, but he offers it to you as a gift. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. And I thank you for a place that we can come and share your word. We look forward to the next time we get together, Lord. We want to just go out with a song praising you on our lips. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, give the Lord a hand.